Blog Talk Radio.
Church. Amen. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are a Christian, Protestant, non-denominational internet church founded in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We are a healing ministry, a miracle ministry, a teaching ministry, a deliverance ministry, and whatever else the Lord calls us to be. Amen? We are happy to be saints of the kingdom of the Most High God. We are happy that we are the adopted children of our Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we intend to stay that way, amen? We hope that you will join us and that you will learn how you too can be a part of God's kingdom. And if you are already, welcome. In Jesus' holy name, amen? Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are going to have a wonderful time tonight, amen? Because no matter what has happened or what did not happen this week or last week or today or yesterday, It's a great day in God's kingdom, amen? It's still a great day in God's kingdom. We're going to lift up those who have not joined us yet because they're trying to. Some of them just got off work. Some of them have other, you know, situations they're dealing with, amen? And we're going to lift up Brother Bill, amen? As you can see in the chat room, he hasn't entered his hello or his greeting for the evening. Uh, He's resting this evening, so we're going to lift him before the Lord as well. Amen? Praise the Lord. Yes, these are high days. Anytime we approach a holiday, we're entering into the high days. That's the day where you know there's more warfare than you usually get. You know to expect it. You know to prepare for it. You know what to do. You've been trained. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to act like we know what we know, and we're going to do what we're called to do. Amen? Amen. So let's go before the Lord our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we submerge this ministry and its membership under the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins. We confess our sins before you now, and we repent of them and turn from them in Jesus' name. We ask you, Lord, to continually correct us as we walk out of our present sin state or where we were sinning into your glorious light. We thank you for the grace. We thank you for the power. We thank you for being filled with the love of God 
that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We lift up to you every member of Miracle Outreach Ministries. And should they be infirmed in their bodies, we take authority, dominion, and power over that spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the side effects of any medication they may have taken. We take authority, dominion, and power over every attack against their bodies in Jesus' name. And we release the blood stripes of Jesus to them. We release the blood stripes of Jesus to them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for us. Amen? We thank you that your grace is sufficient for us. We stand before you ready as armed soldiers, your warriors, your global prayer warriors, dressed in the armor of God. We give you praise, Lord. Dressed from head to toe in the armor of God. Yes, even our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, that we are well able to put aside our own personal concerns and to focus continually upon you and your words. We thank you, Lord, that we are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath, and you made it so. We want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for his everlasting sacrifice for us on Calvary. We want to thank him for his blood that washed us clean and that opened a way for us to become the adopted children of God in Jesus' name. We want to thank him and the Holy Spirit for their continual intercession on behalf of the saints in Jesus' name. We receive your intercessory work for us, Lord, and we come into agreement with it now in the name of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the prayers and the intercessions that you do for us, Lord. We want to thank you, Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for bringing us closer to the will of God for our own lives. We want to thank you for bringing us in and keeping us in the will of God in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, for convicting us when we fail to obey you. We repent, Lord, of all rejection of your will for our lives, even at the very moment. All rebellion, all rejection of truth, all denial of truth, we repent now. And we thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to see, for the scales coming off of our eyes so we can see. We thank you, Lord, for for blessing our ears and our hearing so that we will hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We are here to take the shield of faith and to be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So we raise our shields right now in the name of Jesus Christ, and we quench the fiery darts of the wicked in the name of Jesus. Be quenched in Jesus' name. We are wearing the helmet of salvation. We have ready the sword of the Spirit, your word, Lord. We thank you that there is a hedge around us, and we are covered by the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, Father. We are completely covered, and we thank you. You are our shepherd, 
and we shall not want. You have supplied from the foundation of the world all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives us strength, Lord. We thank you. We receive that strength from the Lord because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We cast all of our care upon you right now, Lord, because we know that you care for us. We cast every care. Everybody take a moment and cast that care. Take a moment. Cast that care right now in the name of Jesus. Cast it upon the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. We know, Father, that you care for us. We thank you for helping us and allowing us and making a way for us to walk in divine health because you heal all of our diseases, and by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. We thank you, Lord, that your word is truth, and your truth lives in us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, all of his evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in the name of Jesus. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers. We bind their powers in the name of Jesus. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to a strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks, onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, listening, watching, peeping, whispering, familiar, trespassing, electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, Technopaganism and mind control by the occult We bind all water and marine spirits and their attacks All sex devils and their attacks All unclean spirits and their attacks All passive devils and their attacks Sury devils and their attacks Pain afflicting spirits Sleep deprivation spirits Artificial intelligence spirits Smart dust and drone spirits And all seducing and womanizing And whoredom spirits and their attacks In Jesus name We take authority, dominion, and power over you in the name of Jesus. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer, and their attacks in Jesus' name. 
We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, all 5G and their components, the work of every druid. We bind everything coming off the satellites, through the cellular towers, and through our electronic and technological devices. We bind all the technology attacks against this ministry and its members in Jesus' name. We return them to the senders now in the name of Jesus Christ according to the word of God. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Uh-huh. In the name of Jesus Christ. We bind 5G and all of its components. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We bind hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals, and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Jamaican, Haitian, Caribbean, Latin American, Indonesian, Arabian, Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, Malaysian, Chinese, North Korean, Japanese, Canadian, Chilean, Venezuelan, Spain, Brazil, Italy, France, Germany, Switzerland, all tribal groups, all indigenous groups, all cultural groups. All Indian, North American, South American, Arctic, Antarctic, on the earth and underneath the earth in the name of Jesus, beneath the earth in Jesus' name. All COVID. Masonic orders, 
Rende da broca de Dio sola de die gishiti di brusa. Rende da broca de die de da brusa de die okata da brisha da broca de die da rio sota. Rende da brisha de we bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic, voodoo, hoodoo, and wherever the occult and witchcraft. California. In Jesus' name. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs. Trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits of infirmity. Supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, demonic knowledge, against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you. In the name of Jesus, we bind mammon and his agents and all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, and addictions in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, Devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, the Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos, and Mayhem, 
oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESC, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And we bind the king of pride and all of his agents and his maneuvers and tactics. We chain him with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, and fecal and soulless sacrifices in the name of Jesus. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Baal, Belial, Beelzebub, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all false deities, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, prompting, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. In the name of Jesus, we break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and vow in Jesus' name. We disconnect ourselves from all of their garlands in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind up their pledges. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cut ourselves free with the sword of the Spirit from all Masonic influence. In Jesus' name, from all Masonic influence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And the influence of the associated organizations and their membership. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips, and more in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions and the work of errors in our lives. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We renounce and denounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, witchcrafts, and mind control back on their own heads. We return all Jews where they came from. According to the covenant in Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. 
Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We pray for Christians, Father, who are being persecuted, even this very hour, in the name of Jesus, and especially those that were left behind in Afghanistan, seeing as Afghanistan is returning to complete Sharia law. We bind it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we chain it with eternal chains under darkness. We curse it at the root according to the covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise, Lord. We disconnect and cut ourselves free from every spirit, every demon, every entity that followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command it to leave us now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that came through our page as we are opening up the computer, we send its curses right back upon it in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to go right back through that portal they're trying to get through. We close that portal up in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves, Lord, with the blood of Jesus and our method of transportation, whatever that may be. And we ask you, Lord, to remove the roadblocks, whether they be entities or or objects in our way or persons with poor driving ability that do not care to do any better in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We forgive them, and we ask, Lord, that you judge their behaviors in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you right now that I didn't kill that gentleman last night who stepped out cars as I was driving down the street at dusk. I want to thank you, Lord, for saving his wretched soul because it is indeed wretched. And I ask you, Lord, to bring him to a right mindset that he can hear you when you speak to him and learn to obey you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit that interrupts our sleep that is not of the Lord in Jesus' name. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the spirits that hunt the souls of the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And we send their hunting back upon themselves in the name of Jesus we send it right back where it came from in Jesus' holy name. We bind up every sharp pain that has come to us from the demonic realm in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We pull out every fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, voodoo, or witchcraft, curses, and we return it from whence it came according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Ourselves free and with the fire of God from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down, break down, and destroy and blow up walls of protection around the witches, warlocks, wizards, satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, and such in Jesus' name. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, charm, fetish, spells of all kinds, psychic thoughts and prayers, witchcraft, voodoo, magic, Mind control, brain frequency meditations, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, psychic power and prayers, prayer chains, incense and candle burnings, incantations, chantings, ungodly blessings, hoodoo, crystals, root work, tribal rituals, and sin, and everything sent against us in the name of Jesus Christ. It is returned from whence it came in Jesus' name. It shall not prevail, for the word of God will prevail in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Authority, dominion, and power. Over the inordinate use of authority. We bind those words and those curses in the name of Jesus. And we send them right back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind spirits that have come to paralyze us and silence us. In the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all spirit guides. And we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We close their mouths forevermore in the name of Jesus. We break the power of every witch, warlock, wizard, Satanist, sorcerers, wicked, pagan, and any other source. And the rituals they have done against us, we return them from whence they came in Jesus' name. We bind spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, spirits of blindness, spirits of bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate. Be it unto them, Father, according to your word in Jesus' name. And we release the love of God that it's found in the Lord Jesus Christ to the saints of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, saints, I'm glad you could join us. Now, if you're joining us for the first time and you don't know this, you'll need, and you're listening to us live, if you are listening to us live and you don't know how to do this, we'll tell you. You will need, let's see if I can get the technology to do what I want it to do. If you are listening Live for the first time.
first time or even later, you will need to listen through your phone. Amen. Amen. And if you come up later to hear a broadcast after we're off the air, then you go to our archive. Well, where do I find that, you say? Well, it's on our webpage. That's where. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. Miracle. InternetChurch.com. Amen. Miracle. InternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up, if you're recasting a sermon that we've already recorded, you need to go where it says Archive Sermon. It's right across the top, right across the banner archive sermon and scroll down to the needed sermon we pray that you ask the holy spirit to guide you and to take you to the one he wants you to listen to and then you click that one and listen to it amen if you're listening through your phone while we're live on the air and you wish to be in the chat room then you go to mic radio chat and click that then you click guest Then you sign in using your own name. And we don't lie when we come to church. God is watching. Amen? You use your own name. And then you say hi to the saints that are in the chat room, and the saints will say hi to you. Amen? Amen. Now, this week, Pastor has made a few postings in the MIC radio chat. If you miss them, you may scroll up and find them, amen, including what to do uh, with the relative situation, you know. That was posted today, what to do about the relative, amen. So if you need that information, it has been posted. Oh, by the way, there was one on credit cards. So if you missed that one, it, it was there, amen. You may scroll up and get it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, God is with us. He says where two or three are gathered together in his name, he would be in the midst. Well, he is. And so we welcome him. We worship him. We honor him. We thank him for bringing us together in the spirit that we might honor him. We want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you for this glorious inheritance that we have in the Lord. Now, you know that we have it every month. And we are going to have one, but we're going to have it after Thanksgiving, okay? So you can relax and eat what you will for Thanksgiving, but not gluttony, okay? No gluttony. You may enjoy Thanksgiving, but we're not going to go into the sin of gluttony, right? Right. Praise the Lord. I saw that. So 
we're going to eat with um, some temperance. Amen? We're going to exercise the fruit of self-control. Yes, we are. We're going to exercise the fruit of self-control. We're going to eat. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We are. We're going to love. We're going to be patient. And sometimes we're going to be quiet. I know that was shocking, but, yes, we're going to do that too. But we're not going to be gluttonous. Remember, we're believing the Lord to heal our bodies. That would mean that we would have to cooperate with the Lord. We're not going to sit there and ask God to take the calories out of the dessert. No, instead, we're going to use some wisdom. We're going to bypass the dessert or have less of the dessert if that's what we need to do, right? Praise the Lord. I'm so glad so many of you are in agreement. Amen? I thought I would start this conversation with you now because I know how you are. Let's put it that way. Amen? And so do you. That's right. We're not going to be gluttonous. What does that mean? You know what that means. You don't really need me to define that for you. You've done it before. That's why we're talking about it. Because you have your mind and your heart set on overeating already. Yes, you do, because that's the way you have been. But you see, this is a new day. We have repented of our sin. That's right. That's what we did. We have repented of our sin. A glutton is a person who greedily eats too much. Yes, there's greed involved. Yes, that's what that is. Amen? Person who greedily eats too much of whatever it is they think they want to eat. In fact, if you can't finish what you're eating, they'll come and finish it for you. You know who that is. If that's you, you know it, and God knows it too. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, before we really even get to Thanksgiving and all of the holiday celebrations after that, amen, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind all the spirits of gluttony in Jesus' name. Amen. And we lose temperance over the saints of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Here we have hauled off and lost some pounds, and we're just so proud of it. Amen. We're just so proud of it. Well, let's go further. Amen. Let's go further. Let's not stop there. Let's keep on going. Amen. Let's keep on going. Praise God. Let's see, where am I going with this? Amen. So we're going to obey the Holy Spirit in our eating, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're not going to try to stuff as much as we can stuff in till just before the fast. We're not going to do it that way. We're going to treat our bodies as our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You see, it's the Holy Spirit's temple. 
And so you can't treat it like it's a storage space. Amen. It is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You can, it belongs to Jesus Christ. You can't treat it like it's a U-Haul storage space. You just shove as much into it as you can get into it just so that the door can close. You don't do it that way. That doesn't bring glory and honor to God. You're getting mighty quiet out there, saints. You're getting mighty quiet. I thought I would start this conversation now because if I waited till just before the holiday, you weren't going to pay me any mind. Amen. Amen. I know some of us are going to go see relatives who are experts in cooking and making it just the way we like it. Well, we didn't say you couldn't enjoy the festivities. We said that while enjoying, we will honor God. Amen? You mean you want the Lord to increase your faith? Is that what you're saying? Okay, I got that. (laughs) I see I'm going to have to pray for y'all some more. Y'all not quite ready yet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor will pray for you some more. Our featured psalm for this evening's service is Psalm 1. Amen. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 1. And our verse for meditation is 2 Samuel. It's more than one verse. It's a whole chapter today. It's 2 Samuel chapter 15. 2 Samuel chapter 15 is our verse for meditation, or shall I say our chapter for meditation. Amen. Our featured ebook, which I've already posted, you know, we post the things at the beginning of every worship service for everyone to have an opportunity to read. So that means you need to scroll up and read it if you didn't get to. Amen. It's our ebook. Transference of Spirit. Some of you still haven't read that book, and I can tell. Some of you still have not read that book. You need to. Amen. It would explain a lot of things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. That's area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Amen? Amen. Tonight, the Lord wants to talk to us about a certain subject. The title of this message is, But By My Spirit. But By My Spirit. Now, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, 
In Zechariah chapter 4, you don't have to turn there right now. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, it reads the following. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So we're going to go convene in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. To everything there is a season. To everything there is a yes. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. There, to everything, there is a season. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a season. It didn't say 20 seasons. It said a season. God's very specific when he talks in the word. He gets right to the point. Everything. There is a season. Amen. A season and a time. A time to every purpose under the heaven. There is a right time for everything. And there is a right season for everything. And this is a truth that many of us need to come to grips with. The word timely is defined thing that is said, happening, done, received at a suitable time. Suitable. You see, most of us walk in the flesh too much. We think that when we want it, that's the suitable time. But God is not so. He is the ancient of days. He lives outside of time. Time was created for us. A day is as a thousand years with him and a thousand years as a day. God is not constrained by time limits. Amen? And that's the truth. That's something we need to learn to receive and accept. There's a time for everything, 
for every purpose, there's a time for it. I know some of you, that's hard for you to understand, but trust me, start by accepting it, that that is the truth. Opportune means right for the purpose, fitting in regard to circumstances done at the right time. That's where we get the word opportunity. It means right fitting in regard to circumstances done at the right time. You know, things that are done out of season or out of the proper timing have a hard time catching track to do to come out the right way. Most of us are still not disciplined enough to realize that God believes in setting things in order in order to bring forth his purposes. Most of us are still not disciplined enough to realize in every circumstance in life that God believes in setting things in order, proper order, that he might bring his purposes to pass. We see something that we believe needs to be done, and so we think now is the moment, not necessarily. The Bible says certain things happened in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. What does that mean? It means that finally the time and the season for that particular activity came to pass in the fullness of time. You see, we have this microwave mentality, this cell phone, computer mindset, that everything's supposed to happen at the drop of a thought. But we are wrong and very wrong. We could stand a lot of correction in that area. Some of us still don't know nor understand nor appreciate what it means to wait on the Lord. That it is wisdom to wait on the Lord. We're so busy trying to get our agenda moved on We have to go do everything to make everything happen Because of course God isn't moving fast enough We need to repent That's not honoring God Not at all In Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 But when the fullness of the time T-H-E-T-I-M-E. But when the fullness of the time was come and not a second before, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. 
You see that in the scripture? When? Not before the when. The fullness, not before the fullness. Of the time was come. That's when God sent forth his son. And so some of us are baffled at that because we figure, well, we can do this right now. We can get this done right now. And that's how you, you know, you make your list things and you're expecting to do everything according to your list right here, right now. And everything's got to be just so and so on and so forth. Thou shalt repent of that soon. Because God has the right. You know, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I pray that all of us have made him the Lord, the ruler, the master of our lives. That means he determines the time, the season for us. That's what that means, that he is the determiner, not us. He determines the season for our everything, and he determines the time for every purpose that we have. We're not the ones that make that determination. That's not in our power. That's in his power. And some of us still don't understand that. Amen? Well, why, 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 has, why this hasn't happened yet? When it's time... God will move. Amen? Psalm 31, verse 15. Psalm 31, verse 15. If you have not highlighted this scripture, you might want to do that. My times are in thy hand. My times are in thy hand. Time, my time, is in God's hand. The psalmist says, my times are in thy hand. Well, if they're in his hand, they're not in your hand. And they're not in anybody else's hands either. Since your times are in his hand, that means they're not in your hand, nor are they in anyone else's hand. That you might want to let that sink in. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. Speaking of the Lord, and he changeth the times and the season. No, horoscopes don't do that. They just bring horror. And he, speaking of the Lord, changeth the times and the seasons. It's in his hand. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. 
He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Amen. That's the truth. Taking my time so that this can sink in. Amen. Because some of you think that all you have to do is listen. You don't have to think about what God is saying. Amen. But that's just not the case. Amen. Praise God. Let's see if I can figure out what that was. Amen. There was a song we used to sing in church, and it said, "All th- it's actually a scripture, all things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. You see, some of us want to be in charge where God is in charge. Well, it doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm here to tell you that. It does not work that way. Amen. It doesn't work that way. I know some of us, First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 14, that's where that scripture is. For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. You see, we have to realize that we're just dust. And he's actually the sovereign Lord. He's the creator. Yes, that's the truth. He tells you back in Genesis that he made the sun for the day and the moon for the night. Man didn't do that. God did that. And so we cannot order our time because our time actually belongs to God. Amen? Amen. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for he alone has all wisdom and all power. He alone has all wisdom and all power. World events are under his control. World events are under his control. He removes kings and sets others on their thrones. He gives wise men their wisdom and scholars their intelligence. He reveals Profound mysteries beyond man's understanding. He knows all hidden things. He is light and darkness is not a hindrance nor an obstacle to him. Oh, it would be wonderful if the saints of God really believe this. Because sometimes, saints, that's not how we behave. We don't always behave 
what we say we believe. We don't always behave what we proclaim to believe. But we need to work on that. Amen? We need to work on that. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. We're going to spend a couple of minutes in Acts because I want to talk to you about it. Amen? Acts chapter 1. You say, well, we've read this before. Well, yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to begin with verse 1. Treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion or after the crucifixion and burial by many infallible proofs, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So the Lord Jesus came back after his resurrection, met with the apostles, with his disciples, and he spent 40 days talking with them about the things that pertain to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, here it is. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he says, ye have heard of me. So one of the first things the disciples had to really learn after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection was that they were commanded to stay in Jerusalem. It was not a suggestion. It wasn't a hint. It wasn't a maybe. It was a command. Commanders command. And while they were still in Jerusalem, they were to wait for the promise of the Father. You see, they had to be still. They had to know that he was God, and they had to wait for the promise to be fulfilled. That's a crucial point. They had to be still. They couldn't go where they felt like going. No, it wasn't about what they wanted and what they thought. Well, I decided to go buy an ox, and he's over in Galilee. So, no, that ox was going to stay there, too. 
because they had they were not allowed to depart from Jerusalem. Amen. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, or not many days from now. Baptized with the Holy Ghost. They don't know what that means yet. They don't have a pictorial. They don't have a full understanding, but it's a promise. They've been commanded, and they have to choose to obey. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou time at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? You see, the Hebrews had an expectation that they were going to have a natural kingdom on the earth and that they were going to rule and reign. And that's one of the reasons Judas had a problem, because he was not expecting what Jesus was really saying. He wasn't interested in the heavenly kingdom. He wanted power on earth. Listen to what Jesus had to say in verse 7. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know. It is not for you to know. The time or the season which the Father hath put in his own power. You're out of your lane. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon ye, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus tells us that it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. That also means not in your power. It's under his power, not yours. Not in your territory, nor your jurisdiction. Curiosity is demonic. I did not say all curiosity is demonic. I said some curiosity is demonic. And it will lead you into further unrighteousness. Many of us have experienced failures in our attempts to achieve our objectives. Yes, we've encountered anxiety and stress and frustrations 
and so on, aggravation, and so on, and so on, and so on. We thought that we were doing the right thing. So we went ahead with our plan. Perhaps you consulted the Lord, or perhaps you did not. Wisdom says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7, trust in the Lord all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. That's what it's, it didn't mean, it doesn't mean tip your hat. That's not what that means. That's not the acknowledgement like you pass somebody on the street and you nod your head uh, to acknowledge that a human being is passing by. No, that's not what he means. Amen? That's not what he means. Amen. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct. Notice he's doing the directing. That would mean you are not doing the directing. And he shall direct thy path. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God orders them, not you. So that means no one has handed you a menu of steps so you can pick the ones you want. You're not the one ordering them. God is. Be not wise in thine own eyes. You're not half as smart as you think you are. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. We need to learn things. Yes, this is a learning. And it has many curves, and we need to go with the curves. We need to learn to trust the Lord completely and don't ever trust ourselves. There is this spirit of self-deception that does exist that recently. We are to trust the Lord completely, and that's the problem with most of the saints. We have not yet learned to trust the Lord completely. And if you're going to say, oh, yes, I do, here comes the test. You'll find out that you still don't. There are areas where you still don't trust the Lord completely. Amen. It's real. In everything we do, we are to put God first. That means, oh, you have a bright idea. And at the moment you get that bright idea, it's time to go to the Lord. 
not after you develop your method of getting it done. When the bright idea hits, it's time right then to hit the altar. Some of us entirely too much time trusting in ourselves. Amen. That's the problem. And the Holy Spirit is come for that tonight. We spent entirely too much time trusting in ourselves. And so it has rendered us Stubborn, resistant, hard-headed, headed, don't want to do what you're told to do. You want to do it your way anyway. And you pers- it doesn't matter if you were told once, twice, three times. You, it's just like bullets uh, going right past your head. Nothing has, has, has crossed your forehead. Nothing's grazed your forehead. And you're still doing just what you always do. The Lord is coming for that. That's right. We're turning from our wicked ways, and he's coming for that. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, he is. Amen? That's the the way it is. Some of us, you can tell us, Put your shoe on your right foot, and you'll walk around barefoot for the next four hours. That's the attitude that we still have. We still have not let go. We'll make up every excuse in our mind not to do what we were told to do. And if we somehow begin to think, about doing what we were told to do, we take it upon ourselves to attempt to micromanage the Holy Spirit instead of doing exactly what we were told to do to the letter, we are contrary. And we do something short of, excessive of, or otherwise, other than exactly what we were told to do. Some of us have a poor ability to follow directions to the letter. We still got seeds of rebellion and resistance and contrariness in us. Amen, it's real. Still contrary. Still don't want to do what you're told to do. Some of us act that way with our spouses. Spouse says, would you do such and such? Well, that's not the way you would do it. So instead of doing what you were asked to do, you're going to do what you want to do anyway. Well, that's not what they asked. Because it wasn't the way that you do things, you don't want to submit. You don't want to honor the request of the person that asked. Amen. 
opposite in nature, order, direction, etc., altogether different. Contrary is a habitual disinclination to accept orders, advice, or whatever from other people. You want to do what you want to do, it doesn't matter what they ask you to do, and then you're going to say, well, see, I got it done. But that very attitude that you have is sin and rebellion, and God will not bless it. Amen? Some of us are impatient under restraint or discipline. And so we're hard to be disciplined by the Lord. See, there's discipline in God's kingdom. And some of us buck up against it every single chance we get. But God is coming for that. That's right. He's coming for that. Because there is no rebellion in heaven. Satan got kicked out. You're still trying to get there. Amen? In Acts chapter 1, we notice that specific instructions were given. Did you notice? that Jesus did not directly answer the question that they posed to him? He did, however, inform them that there are things that are in the Father's power, not in theirs. It was not theirs to question nor to pry into it. Some of us, let's say it this way, have our curiosity set in the wrong places. Instead of us prioritizing what God is prioritizing in our lives, we want something else to be the priority. God's coming for that too. Amen. It's the real thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are encouraged to commit our way unto the Lord. Philippians tells us that he is the one who causes us to will and to do. Think about this on Thanksgiving or whatever other holiday. He causes us to will and to do and to perform. His good pleasure. Amen. It is real. Amen. It's the truth. We are encouraged to commit our way, our plans, what we want, what we think, how we see it to the Lord. Trust also in him. It didn't say trust in what you want. It says, trust in him. Your name is not written there. I want you to 
highlight the in him when you find that scripture. He did not say trust in yourself. He said trust in him. Amen? And he did. And he shall bring it to pass. Your name is not written there. Your name is not written there. It says, and he shall bring it to pass. That means he may use you and he may not use you. It's at his discretion, not yours. Praise the Lord. This works just fine when we decide to actually do this. Others of us believe that we have the power to change things that don't please us. So we bind everything we don't like. Oh, we just bind. Yes. Oh, we just bind. Well, guess what? After you bound it up, and you've loosed and you've done everything you know to do, and it's still not going your way, don't you think you ought to have a little talk with your father? Amen. We think we have the power to change things that don't please us. We cry to the Lord. We whine to the Lord and to others. All whiners, this is your opportunity to repent. We bellyache, we moan and groan. Repentance is available. We murmur and complain. Repentance is available. Mm-hmm. We attempt to manipulate the situation to bring about the desired solution. Now, if you're in Christ and he's taken care of all of your needs since before the foundation of the world, explain to him how it is you become so desperate that you just do anything. You just run off and do whatever you feel like doing because you're so desperate. Explain that to the Lord. He would like to hear that. He's taken care of your entire life already since before the foundation of the world. We covered that already. We've already taught about that. Your provision was set before the foundation of the world, but you're suddenly so desperate that you do just anything you feel like doing, no matter what you've been told, no matter what you've been taught, no matter what we have advised, you do things that place you right into the enemy's grasp. And then you want me to get you out of the mess that you got yourself into. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Lord and I have discussed it, and you know that. 
Amen. Plan and plot and seek to use others against their will and against God's will. We try to control others in a sly or sneaky way. We try to work out matters in our own strength using our own savvy, our own knowledge, and our own understanding. Amen. Yes, we do. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 20. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. God knows and accepts what our true capability has become. Remember before corruption and rebellion came in the garden, Adam was naming all the animals and the plants and everything else there. But once rebellion and corruption came, we change came, and not for the better. Amen? Jeremiah chapter 4. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 14. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 14. O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness. God calls this wickedness, saints. He says our hearts need to be washed from our own wickedness. That thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? How long are you going to keep thinking this way? How long are you going to keep those stinking thinking thoughts in your heart and running around like that's all that's ever been said in, on the earth, as if God's word just doesn't exist? How long? Walking after your own lust and your mouth speaking great swelling words. Some having people's persons in admiration because of advantage. We're not supposed to be like that. That's what the world does. We've been called out of the world system. We're supposed to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. That's what we're supposed to do. Leviticus chapter 26, Old Testament. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 20. 
You see, when we don't do what God says to do, problems really do start. Leviticus chapter 26, beginning with verse 20. And your strength shall be spent in vain. This is a curse. And your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. And if ye walk contrary unto me, and will not hearken unto me, I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sin, your Savior says. This is a curse. When we walk contrary to the Lord, we bring a curse on ourselves. That's not too smart. Amen? It's just not smart at all. Some even their mouths are vain and multiplieth words without knowledge. Some of us have too much mouth. We go about blah, 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 stuff that should not come out of our mouth. And we curse ourselves. Amen. Praise the Lord. Psalm 127, verse 2. Psalm 127, verse 2. It is vain, fruitless, for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Apply this scripture to our lives, not just read it on the page. It's supposed to be how we live. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, That's more than a mouthful. Curse, God said, thus saith the Lord. That's who said that. Curse be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh, self, his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. You know, you can still be saying, um, Church sings out of your mouth. You can still be quoting scriptures, and your heart has 
departed from the Lord. Amen? That's the curse. Let's not do that. Galatians chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. Galatians chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. Galatians chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, to the truth of God, to the Spirit of truth, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, here it is, due season, but you don't get to pick the season. For in due season, at the fitting time, we shall reap if we faint not, if we don't quit, if we don't give up, if we don't walk away from God. Amen? Psalm 118, verse 8. Psalm 118, verse 8. Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 5. The Gospel of John, 15, verse 5. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, Jesus speaking. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Jesus says if you live in him and he lives in you, you'll bring forth much fruit. For without me can do nothing. And he meant just that. He has not come by with an eraser to change it, nor will he. He means what he says. Without him, you can't get anything done. You forget, I believe, that scripture we looked up that says he holds your next breath. Amen. Yet others still believe themselves to be experts by way of previous experience. Yet others still believe themselves 
to be experts by by way of previous experience. They think that they know what is right for themselves and for you because of the experience which corrected them. Well, that may be so. But remember, saints, the counsel of God to you should be confirmed by the Holy Scriptures to you also. When we trust in ourselves or others and not in the Lord, we bring a curse upon ourselves. I hope you've gotten that point. Some of us believe that our gifting or our training is beyond the level that it is. Some of us believe that our gifting and our training is beyond the level that it is. We would do well to ask the Holy Spirit to bring us into the truth of our evaluation of ourselves. Some of us have gained spiritual pride, which we ought to exchange for more humility. Amen. Psalm 131, verse 1. Psalm 131, verse 1. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Some of us bring curses on ourselves when we open our mouths things that we really don't know anything about. Yes, it is so. You hear about stuff. You don't really know anything about it. But immediately you become judgmental and you form an opinion on little to no knowledge. That's dangerous. Because the judgment that you meet out returns to you. Amen. And we will repent, won't we? What he is saying is, Lord, I pray not to be proud and haughty. I don't think myself better than others. I don't pretend to know it all. I'm going to be quiet now before the Lord, just like a weaned child. You know, before a child is weaned or while the mother is trying to wean the child, the child becomes very fussy and fretting and sometimes angry and sometimes fighting and throwing tantrums. Why? Because it wants what it's accustomed to.
But it's time for change. Time for change. The time for change has come. And it's the right of the parent to decide when the child should be weaned. It's not the child's prerogative. Praise the Lord. It is not the child's prerogative. So the child fights back. Why? Because it wants its way. Flesh acts. It fights back because it wants its own way. That's the flesh. That's self. Amen. I'm going to be quiet now before the Lord, just like a weaned child. The fussing, the fighting, the fretting, the fighting back, the resistance, the contrariness now dissipated. Yes, Lord, my insistence on having what I want, the way I want it, when I want it, is gone. Can you say that? Yes, saints, you too should quietly trust in the Lord now and at all times. No matter the source of our frustration, we ought all to pray to become more patient, dependent on the Lord. Amen? That's a great thing to do. Saints, you cannot make someone love God or you. Saints, you cannot someone love God or you. You cannot. Make someone get saved. You cannot make someone get delivered. You cannot make someone keep their deliverance. Really? Go to Genesis 29. Genesis 29, beginning with verse 31. Genesis chapter 29, that's the first book in the Bible, not hard to find, beginning with verse 31. Genesis chapter 29, verse 31. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. Now listen to this. For she said, surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Well, that's a very foolish woman. And a lot of foolish women have had to learn that lesson. 
that you can sleep with somebody even if you're married to them, but you can't make them love you. You can't make them love you. It doesn't matter what you do. You can have all the children you want. That's what she did. She spent her time having babies. And Jacob never loved her. When he met Rachel, he loved her. And he loved her through his entire life from that point forward. There was nothing Leah could do to make Jacob love her. And there have been a lot of women who haven't been smart enough to learn this lesson from the scriptures. They've tried to trap a man by getting pregnant. Well, that does not necessarily work. And sometimes when it does, it doesn't work. Amen. 29, chapter 29, verse 10. Let's go up to verse 10. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Verse 11. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. There it was, right there, and it never changed. Amen? Second Timothy, chapter 4, verse 10. Second Timothy, chapter 4, verse 10. You see, you can't make people do what they don't really want to do. You can enforce it on them, but it backfires at some point. You can blackmail them into it, but it backfires at some point. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Now, prior to this, Demas was going around with Paul and the other disciples, discipling people that didn't know Jesus. But at this point, Paul writes, for Demas hath forsaken me. He abandoned him. He left the ministry. Having loved this present world. You see where the love was? The love was in the present world, not in the ministry. And is departed unto Thessalonica. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm-hmm. 
Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. And he meant it. Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Luke 10, verse 16. He that heareth you, heareth me, the Lord says. And he that despises you, despises me. Do you understand now? And he that despises me despises him that sent me. Feel free to highlight that scripture. Jesus says, if they're not going to hear you, they're not going to hear me either. If they despise you, they're going to despise me and my father. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. If you're going to hold on to your life so tight that you can't obey God and actually do what God tells you to do, you have a little problem here. You might want to work on that. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Mark chapter 8. Verse 34, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Jesus speaking, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Cross. And follow me. Amen. Amen. This is a whosoever will faith. Whosoever will. So. They've prayed the sinner's prayer 15 times, and still no conversion has taken place. That's right. They prayed the sinner's prayer with you and with this one and with that one and the other one, and still no conversion has taken place. 
So, when are you going to wake up and get the point? When are you going to wake up and get the point? Some of us need to get out of God's way and stay out of his way. Some of us need to get out of God's way and stay out of his way. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 8. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Some of us think, for some reason, that we're smarter than the Holy Spirit. He's God, the Holy Spirit, but we're actually smarter than him. I don't know how we came to that conclusion, but we need to change that. Some of us attempt to engineer our own deliverance. It's not coming fast enough for us. So we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do the other. And we've decided we're going to try this, and we're going to try that, and we're going to try the other. And guess what? You're adding to your own frustration. Congratulate yourself. You see, either the Lord is going to be in charge of your deliverance or else he's not going to get involved. Amen? Either the Lord is going to be in charge of your deliverance or he's not going to get involved. How about that? He is the sovereign Lord. He is to be the Lord of your life, but you have to make him the Lord of your life, and you have to submit to him. Some of you cannot get out of the conundrum that you have manufactured yourself trying to do it yourself. Some of you don't even follow the directions that we give you for going into the archive. And the directions are as follows. Ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive and take you to the sermon he wants you to hear. No, you're going to sit there and scroll through the title as if that's going to tell you what all that was said during the sermon during the broadcast. You just know it all. You can't follow simple directions. Why? They're just too simple for you. If you want God results, 
you have to learn to submit to God instruction. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Yes, that's what he said. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. There's a reward coming if you don't throw your hope in the trash can and throw your faith out the window. For ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. You cannot get around having to obey these scriptures, saints. They are written for our learning. They are written for our instruction in righteousness. They're written for our training. They're written for our good. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. By his spirit or not at all? How about that? Amen? Listen up. Sometimes the Lord allows our plans to be frustrated because it is simply not his timing. And in other cases, it is not his will. I know many of you think you can cry a river and it will change what Jesus is going to do or not going to do, but you are mistaken. When God has come to a conclusion, he's come to a conclusion. And I think you understand what I'm saying. Yes, patriarch said if there are ten, blah, blah, blah. God already knew what he was going to do. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can pray. I know somebody that turned his face to the wall in the scriptures and said, but I've done this and this and this. 
Yes, and God gave him 15 more years, and then at the end he messed up. I'm an intercessor. I ought to know about that. I do know. Can't manipulate God. That's contrary to the true reverence of the Lord. Amen? Some of us need to learn that. All blocks and hindrances are not always the enemy. Sometimes it is the Lord himself. Perhaps we should seek his face further. God's delays are not necessarily his denial. God has the right and authority to require us to wait. They they waited on the day of Pentecost for the Holy Spirit to come. And we will learn to wait for God's season and for his timing. If the Lord does not want something to proceed, it does not matter how great your ideas and plans are, God will not release his grace. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 30. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 30. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. It does not matter how well advised you are. You cannot stand against the Lord. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be Establish, commit, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Isaiah chapter forty five, verse eighteen. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, saints, I believe we understand clearly what the Lord is saying to us this evening. Amen. I believe that we clearly understand what the Lord is saying to us as a body and personally. Amen. Praise the Lord. You should spend some time meditating on what the Lord said to us this evening. Amen? You should spend some time meditating on what the Lord said to us because he had a lot to say. And we prefer to hear what he has to say. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for this word tonight. You were very specific and targeted about what you had to say to us and the changes that you want made in each of our lives. We want to thank you for the correction. We want to thank you for the encouragement. We want to thank you for your involvement in every aspect of our lives. We give you praise, Lord, because your word is good. It's profitable to us. It causes us to be fruitful in the kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that the observance of your word increased our fruit in righteousness. We want to thank you. We want to know that the power of God is with us. And so we will choose to humble ourselves, to seek your faith, to turn from our own wicked ways. And you have promised to hear from heaven and to heal our land. We thank you and we receive your word tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's let's go on with what we have to do because we have things to do. Praise God. Hmm. All right. Okay, well, we're going to have to do this a little different tonight, okay? But that'll be all right. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, hold on just a second, thanks. Amen.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. FBI Director Christopher Wray said Thursday he cannot be sure whether Facebook is sending the agency user information without being compelled to do so, an act that would violate the law. Amen, an act that would violate the law. Praise God. Amen. An act that would violate the law. Ray's remark in response to a question from Senator Rand Paul comes after Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee released a report in early November in which a whistleblower suggested that the FBI has a special relationship with Facebook in which it accepts private user information without any consent or legal process. The move is part of a program, likely codenamed Operation Bronze Griffin, said the report. It alleges that the types of user content that Facebook provides the FBI have a partisan focus, tending only to certain users from one side of the political spectrum. and that there is a pro-Democrat bias within the FBI, asked Ray at a Senate Homeland Security Committee hearing on the report's allegations, is Facebook or any other social media company supplying private messages or data on American users that is not compelled by the government or the FBI? not compelled, in other words, not in response to legal process. Ray queried, no warrant, no subpoena. They're just supplying you information on their users, Paul said. I don't believe so, Ray responded, but I can't sit here and be sure about that as I sit here. Paul told Ray that if Facebook is supplying the FBI With user information, it would be against the law. The Stored Communications Act, part of the Electronic Communications Privacy Act of 1986, which prohibits providers from sharing electronic communications with any person or entity unless it's compelled. This was done to protect the privacy of people feel like we can send an email or direct message to people without having that information given over, Paul said. It's a very specific question, the senator told Ray. 
Will you get with your team of lawyers and give us a specific answer? Because this is the law. If you're doing it, then we need to go to court to prevent you from receiving this information. Well, I can tell you that I am quite confident you're following the law, but I also, but I will also follow up with you to make sure that we get more information, more detailed information, Ray said. The senator followed up with another question. Is the FBI obtaining anonymous information, more detailed information? Ray said, um, the senator followed up with another question. Is the FBI, sorry about that, obtaining anonymous social media data and then using technical methods to pierce the anonymous nature of the data? Are you purchasing what is said to be anonymous data through the marketplace and then piercing the anonymous nature individual names to that data. So in the manner in which we use, we usually use the term commercial data, is probably longer than I could explain here, the FBI chief responded. So you will not answer the question of whether or not you're attaching names to anonymous data, Paul said. I think it's a more complicated answer than I can give here. Paul also asked whether the FBI has been circumventing the law by using confidential human sources. Ray responded, I think what we have had, I think what we have had situations where we have confidential human sources, not employees of those companies, but who report to us on their own communication. Paul responded, once again, I'd like to get the answer to be more specific from your team, not that I don't believe so, but you are not using human confidential sources within Facebook. So we get back to the idea of whether or not you're getting information for them outside the warrant process. And the next question is, which you probably won't answer either, is, Are you taking information that you're getting not through the warrant process and then going around and coming back and using that as a predicate for getting a warrant to actually get the information you've already been given? When Ray said he did not understand the question, Paul explained, are you getting information from Facebook per se? Is Facebook giving you information to predicate to say, well, now, let's go to the court and get a real warrant and get the information we already actually got without a warrant? After some back and forth, Ray told Paul that one common instance involves the FBI giving Facebook information about foreign accounts, such as Russian intelligence service accounts. And Facebook will look in their system for those accounts and find other accounts related to those, and they provide tips and leads back to us about those. A second common instance would be where a technology company encounters a threat of violence on their platform, on their services, provide tips and leads to us, and FBI agents follow up. 
I hope that wasn't too confusing. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the personal data of more than 145 Americans is being indiscriminately handed over by the Biden regime's State Department to various law enforcement and intelligence agencies for illegal and unconstitutional probing. According to a letter sent from Senator Ron Wyden to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, without any proper legal due process or apparent oversight, Biden's State Department is reportedly pulling private information from people's passport applications without their knowledge or consent and passing it off to other government agencies. Wyden's letter is part of an ongoing investigation into Operation Whistlepig, a wide-ranging leak investigation launched by a Border Patrol agent and several of his supervisors at the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol's National Targeting Center. Our right to express serious concern that Department of State is providing law enforcement and intelligence agencies with unfettered access to personal data, originally collected through passport applications of more than 145 million Americans with a passport, Wyden's letter reads. It adds that the breadth of this access highlights the potential for other abuses. In a July 13, 2022 briefing for my office, State Department officials confirmed that 25 other federal agencies have access to the department's database of passport applications. Among the data being collected from Americans and passed from the federal government to law enforcement and intelligence groups is names, addresses, birth dates, biometric data like fingerprints and facial images, email addresses, phone numbers, gender, race, social security numbers, and other private information. The State Department's mission does not include providing dozens of other government agencies with self-service access to 145 million Americans' personal data, Wyden's letter goes on to state. The department has voluntarily taken on this role, and in doing so, prioritized the interests of other agencies over those of law-abiding Americans. While there is a legitimate role for the use of this information by law enforcement, The current unregulated system of interagency access to millions of Americans goes, records goes far beyond what a reasonable person would expect or tolerate. There is no legal requirement that the State Department provide any of this information upon request, except through a normal legal process such as a subpoena or court order. In this case, There is none of that present, which means the Biden regime is committing an unconstitutional act. It remains unknown the level to which each of the 25 law enforcement and intelligence agencies on the dole have access to said data. 
some may only have access to a small amount of it, while others have full access. We just do not know because there is no transparency. Wyden also alleges that a Border Patrol agent misused government databases to pursue a rogue leak investigation into a reporter and her relationship with a congressional staffer. The Department of Homeland Security's Office of Inspector General launched a probe into these allegations as well as into the work of said Border Patrol agent. What the OIG investigation has uncovered thus far is part of a more than 500-page unredacted report, Operation Whistle Pig Investigation, which, okay, abuses of this access came to light through a report of investigation by the Department of Homeland Security Office of Inspector General into activities at Customs and Border Protection a letter about the investigation states. Amen. Amen. We are requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning while it is the large banks that make headlines, the small banks are not exempt. In some ways, for them, it is worse. And while Wall Street has become a media catch-all, there are many banks far from Wall Street and without any Wall Street type of activities that are fined and fearful of the regulators. A regulator can cost people their job, impose fines on a bank, with some of those fines large enough that a bank has to then lay off employees to save money, require banks spend more money on compliance, etc. Negative news can cause existing clients to leave, clients to choose not to come to your bank and hurt employee morale. Banks can become so fearful of negative news surrounding a client that they choose to tell the client to leave to avoid any issue with a regulator who might be looking for something to take issue with. Most of this is discussed behind closed doors at the bank's offices. Some Washington politicians and supposed media fact-checkers have been falling over themselves in the last few days, busily defending the Dodd-Frank Act. But rather than rely on what the politicians and the Beltway pundits think, Republicans on the House Financial Services Committee actually did something quite remarkable by Washington standards. We asked small-town community bankers, financial institutions, and small business operators what they think about the Dodd-Frank Act. After all, they are the ones who have to live under Dodd-Frank more than 400 new regulations. Since Republicans assumed the majority on the Financial Services Committee in January 2011, the the committee has held 62 hearings on the Dodd-Frank Act and received testimony from more than 300 witnesses. 
Here are some of their voices. The regulatory costs are overwhelming in our industry right now. Virtually everyone in our bank now is involved to some extent or other in complying with regulations, and so it has taken away from their ability and their resources to work with both existing customers and also to go out and solicit new customers, helping other people get businesses off the ground. That was from a a chief executive officer at Legends Bank. Some of the other provisions of the Dodd-Frank Act, the new CFPB perhaps carries the most risk for community banks. We are already required to spend significant resources complying with consumer protection rules. Every hour I spend in compliance is an hour that I could spend with a small business owner or a consumer. That came from First Community Bank and Trust. And I charge you with this. Forty years ago, I did not see problems in banks and banks falling like flies. And yet the level of regulation and the cost of regulation was far, far less than it is today. As I see it from my standpoint, we will see community banks continue to decline. We simply cannot afford the high cost of federal regulation. And as one banker, I will tell you this. My major risks are not credit risks, risks of theft risk of some robber coming in with a gun in my office. My number one risk is federal regulatory risk, and I have a greater risk of harm to my bank, my stockholders, from the federal government than I have anything else in this whole world. That is obscene. Over the past several years, banks have faced increased regulatory costs and will face hundreds of new regulations with the Dodd-Frank Act. These pressures are slowly but surely strangling the traditional community banks and handicapping their ability to meet the credit needs of their communities. That came from Gothenburg State Bank. There's no question that the current regulatory and examination environment is an impediment to the flow of credit that will create jobs and advance the economic recovery. As one who has worked in community banks for over four decades, I maintain that despite policymakers' good intentions in implementing regulations, they are ultimately detrimental to banks' ability to grow and create capital in other communities and to build communities through job creation. Without community banking, we will no longer be the America that created the largest economy in the world. We have already lost over 11,000 community banks since 1985. We cannot afford to lose any more. That came from Commerce Bank. There is no doubt that the increasing amount of new laws and regulations that credit unions have to that credit unions face have become overwhelming. As the credit union president, I spend many hours reading each new law and regulation. I can't afford to hire lawyers to interpret them for me. Most of these laws and regulations are created to address a problem caused by organizations other than credit unions. 
Yet the regulators continue to impose the same requirements on small credit unions as they do on the largest financial institutions in the country. Just doesn't make sense. The greatest challenge facing many credit unions is a cumulative impact of the rapidly growing number of regulatory burdens in the wake of the financial crisis. While any one single regulation may not be particularly burdensome, the layering of new regulation on top of old and outdated regulation can completely overwhelm small financial service providers like credit unions. Unfortunately, every dollar spent on compliance, whether stemming from a new law or outdated regulation, is a dollar that could have been used to reduce costs or provide additional or loans to members. It is with this in mind that NAFCU continues to urge the committee to move forward with legislation that will provide regulatory relief from outdated laws and regulations for credit unions. And I totally support the idea that there should be smart. You have to you have to have regulation. But we are regulating community banks particularly down to the point where there is barely room to breathe. That is not how you get the economy going, and that is not how you lend money out. The amount, intensity, and uncertainty of new federal regulations, chiefly the Dodd-Frank Act, have forced banks to allocate an enormous amount of time and resources to compliance and away from our primary mission of serving our customers. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said that Democrats want to pass an immigration bill that will give citizenship to all illegal aliens because native-born Americans have low birth rates. Speaking in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, Schumer, who won re-election to his Senate seat last week, declared support from the Democrats for the plan to give amnesty and citizenship to every single one of the millions of illegal aliens currently in the United States. Schumer said that the country needed to embrace illegal aliens into the wider society because now more than ever, we're short of workers. Adding that the native-born American population is not reproducing on its own with the same level that it used to. With that in mind, he argued that the only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them. By the way, uh, that uh, dreamers thing, it was illegal from the beginning and they knew it. The ultimate goal for the Democrats, therefore, is to provide a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Conservative commentators were quick to call out Schumer, arguing that it's exactly the policies and the Democrat that the, and the Democrat Party support that has led to low birth rates. Life News noted that abortion which the Democrats strongly support, has killed 64 million people in America. 
Commentator Greg Price highlighted the fact that Democrats and leftists say it's empowering to stay single forever and never start a family, claim having kids destroys the environment, promote abortion as a moral good, and their solution when they realize people aren't having enough kids is to import the third world to replace them. As one example, that twice-failed Democrat gubernatorial candidate Stacey Adams suggested last month that having children was actually a bad thing as it leads to inflation and therefore higher food and gas prices. Fox News host Tucker Carlson last year came under fire for discussing the idea that Democrats want to replace the native-born American population with outsiders. In order to win and maintain power, Democrats plan to change the population of the country, Tucker argued in April 2021. That is provably true. And because it's true, it drives them absolutely crazy when you say it out loud. A hurt dog barks. They scream about how noticing the obvious is immoral. You are racist if you dare to repeat things that they themselves say proudly. Most people go along with this absurd standard. They dutifully shut up. They don't think they have a choice. But no matter what they're allowed to say in public, everyone understands the truth. When you change who votes, you change who wins. When you change who votes, you change who wins. The fact has nothing to do with in- inherently with nationality. It's the nature of democracy. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Afghan judges have been ordered to fully implement Sharia law and its punishments, which include mutilations, floggings, and executions by Taliban Supreme Leader Mullah Habitullah, whatever his last name is. The announcement was made on Sunday by the Taliban's chief spokesman, Zabahullah Majahid. Carefully examine the files of thieves, kidnappers, and seditionists. In those files in which all the Sharia conditions of Hudud and whatever that else is, it starts with a Q, have been fulfilled you are obligated to implement. This is the ruling of Sharia and my command, which is obligatory. He quoted the elusive Supreme Leader, whose voice hasn't been recorded since the Taliban takeover last August. And having said, in Islamic law, the so-called H-U-D-U-D crimes require both very conclusive evidence for the accused to be convicted while carrying heavy traumatic punishments such as amputation of hands or feet as well as flogging and execution. This group of crimes includes such offenses as theft, highway robbery, apostasy, adultery, 
and false accusations of same, slander, drinking alcohol, and rebellion. QISAS is effectively an Islamic variant of retributive eye-for-an-eye justice. The concept covers such crimes as deliberate injury or murder, while at the same time allowing victims or their families to accept material compensation instead of punishment. The Taliban has been gradually tightening its grip on power while bringing life in Afghanistan into line with the strict Islamic norms the group follows. In April, the Taliban government lived up to its promises and banned the cultivation of poppy, the source of sap that is refined into morphine and heroin. Afghanistan is estimated to have accounted for 90% of the global opium trade in 2021, with poppy cultivation being its major source of income. If anyone violates the decree, the crop will be destroyed immediately, and the violator will be treated according to Sharia law, the group warned at the time. Well, praise the Lord. We thank you, Father for listening to our prayers, for hearing us, and to responding. Amen. In Jesus' name. Now, Brother Marshall will come and pray about the adjudications. In Jesus' name. Father, we come because your mercies are new every day. And that's the only reason we can come. We know there's none righteous but God. There's none holy but God. But you came to share your your righteousness, your holiness, with those of us who are just mere vapors. We think of the breath of life, Father God. We think of breathing your breath of life into this clay. We give you praise and honor and glory. But much more than that, we think of the gift of your only begotten Son, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of righteousness that delivers from death. So we don't have to worry about anything, Father. Because perfect love casts out all fear, that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace, Father, in Jesus' name. And you said in Joel chapter 2, beginning at verse 17, Let the priests and the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thy heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say, Make no among the people, where is their God? So, Father, we thank you that you don't hear our prayers because we're righteous in our own selves. Because Jesus says only God is good. And it is abundantly clear from your word in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, there's none righteous. No, not one. Only God. And it says in Psalm 71, in the beginning at verse 14, but I will hope continually, yet praise thee more and more. Why do we praise God? Oh, because he took notice of us. He actually loves what he created, and he didn't make any junk. Thy mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. So we make sure we have that blood on the, the doorposts of our heart, our mouths, our lintels, and we get rid of that spirit of murmuring and complaining. Forgive me, Father, I repent, renounce every spirit of murmuring and complaining and selfishness and all those other nasty spirits associated with idolatry and worship of self, including the worship of our bellies or anything else. 
I will go in the strength of the Lord God to make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only, even of thine only, it says in Psalm 71, verse 16. And Jesus says in Mark 10:18, only God is good. Isn't that where that is? I think that's where that is. I think that's in the New Testament. And I think Jesus can't lie because he's God, the word, the eternal word from before the foundation of the world who spoke all of us into being. It says, why callest thou me good? For there's none good but one. That is God. No, Marshall's not good. Not apart from the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for your word because you inherit the praises of your people. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. You want us to seek your face Oh, not just 40 years ago, 40 minutes ago, continually, day by day, moment by moment, as you give us opportunity and breath to do so, because you're the living God. There's lots of other little gods, lots of other, tons, thousands of little gods. People have made all kinds. Mammon is a god. People worship money. They think man created money is something important. The bankers and all those banksters and, and all those people associated with the World Economic Forum and those people trying to control people. Why do they want to control people? Oh, they want to be just like Satan. God never forces anybody to love him. He gave us the greatest gift any man could give. He gave us his son. There was an engineer, train engineer, who had his only son. His only son was a little boy, and he was playing in the brake systems of the of the train. This is a story I heard. And then he saw that there was a bridge out ahead, up ahead, and he said, oh, 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 I have to stop the train, but my son's down there where the brakes and the gears are and everything. What am I going to do? He sacrificed his son so everybody in the train wouldn't be crushed, you know, peeling over a, a, a huge cavern into a, a terrible abyss. Most people in this day and age are headed for a terrible, terrible abyss, not just a little rocky physical death. No flaming fire. As that's what the lake of fire is all about. So we thank you that you sent your son to show us how much you love us. You don't force us to love you. You show us how much you love us, and we love you because you first loved us. And it says over in Revelation 15 to confirm that only, only God is good. Halfway through verse 3, Great and marvelous are thy works. <laughs> that's pretty astonishing work that you sent your son to hang on a tree and take our cup of cursing. Whoa, thank you for Galatians 3, 13 and 14. For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. How can you make him as completely holy to be completely sent? How did God do that? Because God can't die, but Jesus is God the Word. And what did he do? He died. For who? Why did he do that? Because he's trying to get my attention with his grace, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the light. It's not just unmerited favor. That's the Old Testament definition of grace. I know most of the Bible students learned in their uh, Bible schools that, yes, it's unmerited favor, and it is in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, you get a Strong's Concordance. You look up grace in the New Testament. It means the unmerited, it means the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the light. How do we change our wicked, wicked, my Marshall's wicked, wicked, I'm not trying to accuse anybody else of, because maybe accuse somebody else of, you're guilty of yourself. How does he change my heart from being completely controlled by selfishness and greed and corruption and murmuring and complaining? Well, they, they kicked me in the shins and I want to get even. No, you said vengeance is mine, I will repay. And it says, getting back to Revelation 15, halfway through verse 3, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, the King of kings, who shall not fear thee, 
O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. I'm sorry, Sabrina's not holy apart from the blood of Jesus. Brother Bill's not holy apart from the blood of Jesus. No one is. Pat Holiday was not holy apart from the blood of Jesus. She knew about the blood. She knew about the name of Jesus. She knew it was important. And there's some wonderful pastors who say, you can't just plead the blood of Jesus and expect it to do anything for you. No. The blood of Jesus is just reminding Satan that you know that you've been redeemed from the pit of hell by the blood of the Lamb. And you have to know that in your heart. And then you have to walk it out. And it takes, what, a couple of weeks? We want everything microwavable, as Sabrina says. Everybody wants everything instant, right? Instant this, instant that. And I'm not against instant oatmeal. It's nice. But sometimes we have to go through the heat. Sometimes we have to be refined. And he's looking at us. How are we doing in that fire? Are we still rejoicing in the Lord? <laughs> And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Paul and Silas did that when they were in the stocks in the prison. And it says, all those who will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Oh, am I getting ready? Are we all getting ready? Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. Revelation 15, 14, verse 14. For all nations shall come and shall worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And, Lord, if your judgments are being manifest, because you're going to judge everyone, we all get to stand before the judgment seat of Christ as believers to get rewards. But some of us may be, you know, Marshall, why didn't you get around to doing what I told you to do? I've made it really clear. I sent three or four people to remind you of the same thing. When are you going to get around to actually doing what I've asked you to do? Because it's better to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. Help me, Jesus to stop listening to distracting spirits and do what you want. Help us all, Lord. And all those in harm's way from all these different things and these adjudications that Dr. Sabrina just read through. And you said in Isaiah 26, Yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, have we waited for thee. For, thy desi- for the desire of our soul is to thy name. Oh, we don't want to say it's my name. Aren't I the most super-duper holy, you know, Pharisee or whatever. No, no, not my name. His name. To the desire, our, the desire of our soul is to thy name in Isaiah 26, 8. And in the remembrance of thee. Hey, we do this in remembrance of him, don't we? You know, the cup? Because he's not dead. He's alive. How much power does he have? All power in heaven and earth. Matthew 28, 18. The name above all names, at whose name every knee must bow. Satan's knee must bow. Schumer's name must bow. Every knee must bow. Biden, whoever he is, and his, his, dupe, dupe, his, his uh, stand-ins or whatever, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. When thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. There are many, many people who think they're Christians, Father. They went ahead. They made a little boo-boo. But maybe use that huge boo-boo. Some people think it's a little boo-boo. When they went to go get a medical intervention, which was not authorized by you. When they went to spend time going online to listen to things and not spending time to listen to your word. When they went to run over to get this nice little thing to eat and 
not to listen to you and say, well, what about my my little children that are over in this other country, in this other area, or in, in your other neighborhood that you don't want to drive through because it's not very pleasant, where they got all the needles lying around on the ground and the people are out there, you know, trying to hunker down over the, the vents in the cities and stuff. And I, Didn't they tell you to, to, if you want to be blessed, you have to bless the less fortunate? In fact, you kind of warned us about that. I think that's in, in Proverbs several places. So, Father, help us to hear your voice and do what you want. And we pray for those who despiteful despiteful users. I don't know if you can save Schumer or any of these others, Father God, Nancy Pelosi, or any of these others, Father God. Any of those from the World Economic Forum, the WHO, and all these three-letter agencies that, that uh, Ron Paul was asking questions about. Uh, why do you, what are you doing with all this information? Where are you getting it from? You know, Can you just be honest with us? You know, it's funny. People would go to somebody who's made the devil their head and ask him to be honest and open and serious. Not many people have a love of the truth, especially from the Word of God. Even those who are actual ministers don't necessarily want to do what the Word says. They run into things like the Amplified Bible. Did they ever add anything to the Bible there? This just says that's not a good thing to do in the last book. The last chapter, <clears throat> if you add to or subtract to from my word, oh, very dangerous, nasty, nasty thing. And a lot of people like to point fingers at other Christians and, and complain about them. Well, none of us are righteous. Marshall's not righteous, only by the blood. And from Jesus Christ was the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. Hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Glory and dominion to you, King Jesus, forever and ever. Father, for all these different things, <clears throat> normally I have a list of them to look at. Father God, but tonight that's not the case. But you know everything that's going on. All things are naked and open unto your eyes, Father. We ask you to expose what the enemy is doing every step of the way. Not just the CIA or the or the IRS, or any of these other groups, Father God. And you said in your word, we don't have to be afraid of them. We don't have to worry about anything, actually, because if we've given our hearts to you, you know how to take care of us. In fact, you give us your heart. We all have one heart, because we reckon ourselves dead to pride, murmuring and complaining, selfishness. We know you don't like complaining. And, and Pat Holiday was really struggling with the Lord for many times, he wanted her to expose some of the false ministers. Oh, Lord, I don't want to have to do that. Oh, yes, but you're my blazer. She used to drive a Chevy blazer. You're, 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 you're making you're my bulldozer. That's what it is. And, and you're going to go and you're going to expose all these things. I don't want to have to do that, Lord. It's so unpleasant. And, it, and not going to make any friends in this world. No, she, she didn't make too many friends in this world doing that. But it was necessary. She was contending for the gospel. But you don't like it when people complain. In fact... You made it super, super clear in the beginning of the book of Numbers, chapter 11. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Do we want to please or displease the Lord? When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Are there some people on Thanksgiving just going to be very grateful to have a little bowl of rice? How about us? Are we going to be grateful if we have a bowl of rice? And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. The people are hanging on the fringe of the Christian church. Well, you know, I, I go there on, on, on what the people call um, Christmas, and, and uh, most people don't like to call it Resurrection Sunday. They don't want to be reminded that Jesus is actually alive today. They want to call it uh, by a false name. Some people call it 
Easter, but what's Eshtar? What is that about? Oh, that's a little false god. Many false gods, all kinds of false gods, so many false gods. Some people like to worship the god of the medical tyranny and say, oh, yeah, that jab was a really good thing. You mean there are 2,400 people dying every day uh, just since they bought that in, and they haven't actually come out? Not even Trump. And he's not all bad, but he's not all good. He's just a kind of a hunk of dust like me. He, he's did some good things, but he's done some not very wise things. Whether he was duped, whether he was deceived, I've been deceived. In fact, it says the devil deceives everybody in Revelation 12:9. He's deceived everybody. Could it be that he deceived the people running the World Economic Forum? He deceived the Pope? Some people say this is the last Pope because we know Jesus is coming back soon. That's what their own prophets say in the, in the RC Church. I don't know if it's true or not. Mom, when nobody knows when you're coming back, except you, Father God, when Jesus is returned, you're going to send him back to go get his bride. Help us to be ready. Help us to get our wedding garments spotless and ready in Jesus' name. And you said... In Matthew 10:26, Fear them not, therefore, Jesus says, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. So we thank you for exposing what Ron Paul and these others are trying to point out, that yes, the CIA, they're doing some other underhanded thing. If people pay, play card games, do they always do it honestly? When people go gambling, do they, do they always play by the rules? Does the house control everything when people are going to, to uh, casinos? Uh, does the House uh, control what's going on? When people are, are saying, well, I'm going to put my money in a U.S. dollar. It's such a strong currency. <laughs> oh, how smart are they, right? Well, it looks stronger than what? Than some of the other currencies that are going boop or than the, than the Russian ruble, which has temporarily been pushed down by all the Western governments that are saying, bad, 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 Russia, nasty, nasty, Russia. Oh, they came into Ukraine. Not that they're pure. They're not pure. They're not holy. But they're not all bad any more than I'm all bad. It's only by the blood of Jesus anybody can be good. Because take righteousness delivereth from death in the beginning of Proverbs 10, Proverbs 11. So how do we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness? We do First John 1, 9. I repent, renounce all my generational iniquities and personal sins, Father. And I pray for those who despitefully use us because they don't know what they're doing. Jesus said that about all of us. Not, not just about those that went to get the jab or those that went to rush off to, to um, invest in crypto when they thought, this is a really clever way to make lots of money real quick without having to lift a finger hardly. I get to press a couple little keys on this electric device, and they get all these pretend money uh, appearing, and, oh, it's going up, and it's going up, and it's going up until it goes, boop. And what's going to happen with all these banks that are being, being they're controlled by fear? Does Satan control everyone by fear? That's what Pat Holly pointed out in that book that she, she wrote with Bishop Kanko, the real Bishop Kanko. What did she point out? That Satan controls everybody by what? Fear. And, and, and Bishop Kanko, before he became the bishop, was asking this demon, well, who is this, who is this one that could possibly be stronger than the devil? Of course, the demons called the, the devil, what do they call him? Um, guru, right? <laughs> yeah, some people still going to gurus. But the Satan, they called Satan Guru. Uh, yet the demons say, oh, there is somebody stronger than Guru, but we can't even mention his name. And the Lord told us not to even mention the name of the false gods. You know, that's pretty hard. Because even the days of the week, some of them are called by names of false gods. It's a helpless father to know what you want us to do, and to walk in love and to walk in the power of your spirit. Because you said we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, love not our lives unto the death. Because Jesus is our real life. As we listen to him, listen to his spirit, and do what he wants. So, Father, we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication, every one of these areas. 
because we know your judgments are coming, and they're coming nearer than when we first believed. They're coming much sooner than when we expected. So, Father God, we know that you're going to deal with all these people, all these people from the Muslims that are trying to control people against their will, those people in the so-called Biden regime that are trying to control people against their will, all these people from the various political parties, which is really just one party. It's a uniparty with two faces. It's a coin with two faces, a face on both sides. You know, the rhinos on one side, and, and the uh, they're not even really Democrats. They're just woke, uh, super woke, super, 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 so far left, uh, so far left, they, 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 they're they going to fall off the edge of the earth if it was flat. Who knows? I don't know. I've never been up in the sky that high to really tell for sure. So, Father God, and a lot of people get really angry at people who like the flat earth policy. And I'm not saying that's right or it's saying that's wrong. But people better not judge. What about the circle of the earth? It didn't say it was a globe. It said it was a circle. I've seen some footstools that sure look like a circle. My grandmother had one. It was a circle. But it was kind of flat, rounded. I'm not saying that's true. I don't know. But a lot of people jump to conclusions. I made lots of mistakes. I don't want to make any more mistakes. So, Father, these other people have made horrific mistakes, including the family members of those associated with the Miracle Night Church, Miracle Irish Ministries, and all of us who are still having a really hard time walking that narrow path. But it's so nice over there. They get to eat whatever they want when they want. And my family members tell me I shouldn't listen to her. She sounds so negative. She's always been so critical. And no, we're not supposed to control people. We can't force anybody to love us. We can't force anybody to be obedient. God just loves us into loving him. God just loves us into obedience. She said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So, Father, we ask you to help those that are so lost, including those who think they're Christians, but they're actually worshiping the false god of self or the false god of medical tyranny or the false god of mammon or any other false god of which there's so many, not just from, from, from uh, Islam. So many, so many, many false gods. How about masonry? Some people are pastors in churches. They're nice, kind of a set of Baptist pastors, and they give communion, uh, but they're also members of a local Masonic Lodge, and maybe many of their elders are, whatever they call the people in their boards. You can't, you can't take the cup of salvation and the cup of the Lord and still make heaven. Father, we ask you to pray. We ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, you send the angels to read the word of God over all of our family members and all those that despitefully use us, that they can hear the truth. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. In Jesus' name. And you told us over and over and over again to seek the Lord in his strength, to seek his face continually, not just once, not just twice, but continually in Jesus' name. And you said, Yea, in the way of thy judgments, this is Psalm, or Isaiah 26, yea, yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, we have waited for thee. Sabrina's talking about waiting. Dr. Sabrina's talking about waiting upon the Lord. And actually, if you look at the real meaning of that in the Old Testament, it's kava. It's being twisted together. And a forward look with assurance. Remember Rahab the harlot? She lived in harm's way. She had a home right on the walls of Jericho before they came tumbling down. And a lot of people feel like they're in harm's way. Not just like living on the on the waterfront in Florida before, before hurricane comes. Some people feel like they're they're living one of the, on the edge of one of these blue cities before people start getting really hungry at the food Supplies are cut off, as some people say. If there's a if there's a, a, a market decrease in the supply of diesel, how are they going to deliver their groceries to their grocery stores? 
And some people say, oh, I don't need to prepare because God's going to provide for me. Well, that's wonderful. As long as you keep seeking him and praising him and worshiping him, they that wait upon the Lord, kava, twisted together, bound together, a forward look of their assurance. For they that, cut it by, for we have waited for thee, and the desire of our soul is to thy name. Are we really, really, really desiring his name, not my name? Well, I'm the right reverend pastor so-and-so. No. Thy name, the name above all names, in the remembrance of thee. Do we get down on our knees and do we worship him and thank him? Jesus, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, living word, Emmanuel, God is with us. Blessed Redeemer, living word, Emmanuel, God with us. His name is called Emmanuel. That's his name. He's with us. He's so close. Where is he? Oh, he's in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, how did we get there? How did he get there? We have to ask him in. Pat Holliday used to talk about the fact that it was so sad over in, the, in Revelation 3, they talk about the Lord's outside the church knocking the door. He wants to come in. They don't want him in because he challenges them with challenges like Pastor Sabrina does when she comes to allow the Holy Spirit to chasten us with the word of God. And I need to be chastened too. I haven't arrived. I don't think any of us have arrived. Only God is good. But he gives us the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness so that we can be bold toward the devil. We can yield to God day by day, moment by moment, and we get closer and closer to him as we love his name and we're seeking his face, seeking his name every day. His eyes are red with wine. It says over in, in uh, where is that, Psalm 52, 8 and 9, the Lord has been showing me this today, and it, Father, this fits in with adjudication because if we're not looking to all these things of this world, which are somewhat distracting, then we're going to be seeing your face instead because we're going to be looking to you. It says, I am like a green olive tree. Ever seen one of those olive trees? They're all gnarly, nasty looking on the outside. But what's inside? Oh, it's what's flowing there. Are we, are we like trees of righteousness? Do we have a holy sap, the Holy Ghost flowing through us? I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. We take that cup of person and Jesus took our cup of person to receive a cup of blessing. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. Do we wait on his name as we come before your throne of faith in time of need? I'll be delivered from every one of these situations that multiply the nation and not increase the 